Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. You are listening to Drive Time, and we are going to put travel in the spotlight. It is Thursday. I'm getting excited about this because revenge travel is in full force right now after more than two years of uh, restricted travel because of the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. So the travel revival is good for the travel industry. And while travelers are hopeful that this year will herald a stable year for air travel, well, I know for a fact, I'm being very cautiously optimistic myself. Now, issues such as global plane shortages are likely to continue to cause plane fares to remain high despite hopes that the costs would stabilize. And then we have manpower issues as well in the travel industry. In fact, investment banking group Jeffries estimate that there is currently an order backlog of more than 12,000 aircraft. Imagine that. Now, supply chain issues, shortage of labor, and all these things are adding to the gloom and doom and what would have been a joyous travel year this year. Recent weeks have seen even more parts of the world opening up for travel again, proving that the passion for travel continues to burn bright. Now, before we continue on, I should just put a full disclaimer here that I am also part of the tourism and travel industry. We're speaking with Mike Marlowe now, the general manager of Scott Dunn Asia. That's a local arm of the British luxury travel operator, of course. And Mike, good afternoon. Hi, Timothy. Thanks for having me. Mike, tell us more about Scott Dunn Asia. What is luxury travel all about? What do you guys provide? Yes, we're a luxury tour operator. So that means that we look after the journey of a guest from start to finish. And we basically curate uh, tailored and bespoke itineraries based on briefs that are provided to us by our guests, uh, truly unique to them. So we don't offer any off-the-shelf package tours or trips. Everything is designed with our guests in mind and is unique to them. And we take care of the whole experience. We will book your flights, your transfers, accommodations, guiding experiences. And we provide that one point of contact throughout the whole travel experience. So when you say uh, not off the shelf kind of travel arrangement, we all know, Mm. of course, certain cities have certain must see places. Wouldn't that be off the shelf? Not quite, no. So every guest is unique and every guest has different things that motivate them, inspire them and things they want to achieve with their time off. So our guests will come to us and describe what they're looking for. Our team spend a long time getting to to know them and understand them. And Mm -hmm. some of those might include, as you said, some of those key destinations, key experiences, some of those bucket list options. Cherry Blossom, for example, in Japan, World of East Migration in in Eastern Africa. So we can support to obviously book and and arrange those those experiences, but we can also create a whole itinerary around that. Like seeing those places without all the tourists around, that will be a wish come true, right? But what is the state of the travel industry this year? Mike, I was giving a lowdown earlier about, well, it's not going to be so cheerful after all. Do you share the same thoughts? I don't actually. I, you know, 2023 is proving to be a really, a really interesting year, I think, for, for the industry at large, particularly at the luxury segment. You know, I think we've seen over the past two to three years that luxury sector has been the most resilient. Mm-hmm. You know, barriers to travel come down, borders have reopened. Uh, we've seen that steady demand increase. And, you know, I think what has shifted things this year is, is China reopening. So certainly since the Chinese Lunar Year holidays, we've seen a real surge in, in demand for guests wanting to get out and explore and travel. I think you're right to say that there are 
those macroeconomic factors such as you know high fuel costs, energy costs, labor shortages mm-hmm. that are affecting the supply chain and they are keeping those costs high. But we are starting to see you know regional airlines starting to increase their capacity, even though they're battling shortages on the manufacturing front. But we are seeing that capacity start right. to return. We're confident as inflation starts to decrease towards the end of this year and into 2024 that prices should stabilise. But we're seeing really high demand throughout the year, particularly for those bucket list destinations. And and there are pockets of availability, but it, it's certainly getting challenging for 2023. I guess for luxury travel, the price of airfare and hotel is not material to these travelers. However, there is always the concern of travel disruptions. We saw this last year, perhaps mm. last year, the world wasn't so ready to travel yet. But are you concerned that this might happen again as we move closer to the summer peak travel season, that airports and airlines won't be able to cope again? I think a lot of lessons were learned from last year and, you know, we work with a very select group of partners across the world and we can get on the ground feedback and, you know, the majority of our partners certainly have prepared well for this year and a lot of lessons were learned. But, you know, travel is a fluid industry. You know, there's always been disruption. There's always been challenges. You know, for example, I think, you know, more recently, the protests in Peru that started towards the end of last year. Close Machu Picchu. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, have continued, but things are starting to settle there and reopen. But, you know, we've been able to get that on the ground feedback from our teams based Mm -hmm. out there been able to move guest bookings, support with negotiations on getting flexible terms and ensuring, you know, our guests can travel when it's safe to do so. So, you know, tour operators are very well set up to deal with any challenges that happen. It's quite, you know, the pandemic was unique, but, you know, we historically deal with challenges across the globe with guest traveling. All right, Mike, let's talk about something very interesting. Scott Dunn's recent uh, guest survey revealing, well, some of the trends and the wishes of about 4,000 travelers based here in Asia. And even though travel confidence is back, according to your survey at least, Asian travelers are still cautious. The market over here was definitely the lowest market to rebound. And I think a lot of that was to do with the more steady and cautious approach that the governments took to, to reopening their borders. So demand has followed suit there, but we are definitely seeing guests wanting to book those bucket list destinations. But we're also seeing slight shifts in how guests want to travel. It's a much slower pace of travel. So we're seeing more guests wanting to take luxury train journeys, barge journeys. Expedition cruising has bounced back very strongly, particularly in the Galapagos and, and Antarctica. And actually, solo travellers has increased considerably. It's mm-hmm. about 83% up on, on 2019. So, you know, I think largely whilst there's nothing been overly revolutionary in the way that, you know, luxury travellers want to travel, they, you know, they still want highly curated tours and itineraries that are unique to them, access to people and places and experiences and the seamless experience throughout. But that pent-up demand and that hunger to explore is, has, has really shifted this year when we're seeing that appetite return. So, Mike, what are these bucket list travel places that uh, you're seeing that are growing or trending? Yeah, so I've mentioned a few already, but you know, Antarctica's come back really strongly. I think mm-hmm. you know, people wanting to get down there and, and to see the penguins. And actually, we've got some guests that are going as far as the South Pole itself later in the year. So that expedition travel and expedition cruising has, has come back very strongly. Wildlife definitely seems to be a, a very popular theme of this year. So whether that is the, the migration of the wildebeest in East Africa, seeing the blue-footed boobies in, in the Galapagos, or even you know, going back to some of the places around South Africa, Botswana and Namibia, are all coming back quite strongly. 
Okay, so those are the trending ones. What about, well, those that are not so popular anymore? Maybe you can name some of them. I think, obviously, you know, the Russian-Ukraine war has had a bit of an right. impact on you know, Central Asia, some of the, the Balkans and some of the, the, you know, the areas around Central Europe. So we, you know, some of those historically, obviously, Russia itself has, has dropped off. So, you know, I think some of those destinations have gone away, but, you know, they will come back in time depending on what happens. But, you know, I think guests, aside from the bucket list, still want to, to get away, to reconnect, recharge and spend time with family and friends. So, we, you know, we still do lots of regional travel around Southeast Asia, Australasia. Uh, North America is still popular as well with, mm. um, with parents, particularly that got children studying over there, wanting to go over and take a holiday with them. Right. So, yeah, we do still see... You know, quite a broad range. And like I said, the, the needs and wants hasn't, haven't changed that much, really. It's that, it's that pent-up demand and that ability to travel now, which I think is really shifted. And the experience of being in a new place once again is just as thrilling as before. Mike, thank you very much for joining us here. Mike Harlow is the general manager of Scott Dunn Asia. That's the local arm of British luxury travel operator. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.